And welcome back to the 32nd episode of Sports Avenue. I am your host, Jimmy Simonis, and today we're going to be talking about the first week of the NFL. NFL is back, and there was a lot of drama, a lot of attention surrounding the NFL this week. So now we're going to recap week one. We're going to preview week two. It's going to be a great show. Also, make sure you follow all social media. I will put it in the description below. Let's get into this show. It's going to be a great one, folks. So week one of the NFL came and went very fast. It was a great week of football all around. It, granted, there, there was a lot of rust on the field, and you can attribute that to the lack of uh, preseason reps, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was. there was some rusty football, but at the same time, it was some good quality football, and there were some games I did want to touch up on, and I, t- I kind of wanted to give my opinion on it. The one game that I wanted to say real quick was the Redskins versus the Eagles. That The Redskins were up like 20 nothing for the first half. And the Eagles mustered up 32 points and came back and beat the Redskins. Case Keenum had a good game. Terry McLaurin had a great game, uh, the Washington Redskins rookie receiver. Great game. Had like one touchdown. Had over 100 yards receiving. I mean, he was one of the, the few rookies that had a really good game. And I'm really impressed by him. Granted, he came from Ohio State. <laughs> Go Buckeyes. And I think of the Redskins... This can definitely be a glimpse of hope as they only lost by five points to a team that some people are saying are Super Bowl contenders, and they got a lot of talent. It's a veteran-savvy team, and the Redskins did as good as you probably could expect from them. Next, I think we need to talk about the Bills and the Jets, the funniest game of the week, in my opinion. And the Jets had to say this about the game. I'm doing the best I can! (laughs) Yeah, Adam Gase, he struggled a lot. Obviously, when you're giving up 17 unanswered points and the Bills come back. And they had four turnovers. The Bills had four turnovers and the Jets still lost. I I don't get it. I don't get the Jets sometimes uh, at all. Adam Gase isn't a good coach and this just proves it. The Vikings, they had a statement win, I think, going into this year, beating the Falcons 28-12. They were dominant. Dalvin Cook had two rushing touchdowns. You know, with him being injury prone these last few years, he showed... This team has hope, especially if they have a running game. If this team has a running game, Kirk Cousins is going to have a great year. He had a good one last year, but he'll be great this year. Let's talk about the Ravens beating the local YMCA team 59-10. I mean the Miami Dolphins, sorry. The team, that game was ugly. I, the highlights that there were there, the Dolphins team was just rough. I feel bad for Brian Flores because, well, not bad, but, you know, you feel sorry for the guy because his first game as a head coach, he gets blown out by 49 points. Lamar Jackson looks like the next coming of Jesus Christ, and you couldn't stop one thing. Mark Ingram looked like he was back in Alabama during his Heisman year. I don't understand what happened to the team, and the Dolphins apparently don't know either, and that's why half their team's requesting to get traded, which is pretty crummy of those players to do that when they're the ones out on the field trying to produce. I have one thing to say to the Dolphins. It's going to be this. Unacceptable condition! Unacceptable! Yeah, so moving forward, the Dolphins better figure it out, or this team's going to be in the dumpster for a few years. The Jaguars, they actually had two good quarterbacks on Sunday. Gardner Minshew came over for Nick Foles after he broke his collarbone, who's going to be back, I think, by week 10, they were saying, because he's on IR. So, But they got Gardner Minshew, who did really well. He's the first rookie to complete 13 straight passes in the NFL, had a solid game. The Jaguars put up more than three points a game. That beats last year when you have Blake Bortles as your starting quarterback. I think going forward, the Jaguars at least have an offense. If the defense doesn't wake up, I don't think this team's going to win many games. Because the offense is good if you have good quarterback play. But defense, it's what makes this team. And Leonard Fournette did look good, by the way. He looked very faster than I remembered him. So, again, I think that the Jaguars have potential. I really do. 
It's it's just you know having a late round draft pick as a, in your as your quarterback starting. That's a tough move to overcome, and that's a I mean, that's just tough. And they I mean they traded for Josh Dobbs, who's not a bad quarterback, but he doesn't have much experience on the field either, being a backup to Ben Roethlisberger for a few years. So again, lack of experience might hurt the Jaguars at the quarterback position, but it can't be any worse than having Blake Bortles. Am I right? The game of the week that everyone wants to talk about: the Tennessee Titans facing the Cleveland Browns. That game, that game. I'm, well, I'm a Browns fan, so you know that was rough. But I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it because I don't think the game was a a statement or an indication of what's to come. It does say a lot about how the team prepared, which was absolute garbage, and you cannot prepare like that ever again. I don't know what was happening. I don't know what Freddie Kitchen said to the team, but he better never say that again, and he better get his his ducks in a row because you got the Jets next week who are coming back after a tough loss, and you're in a primetime game. You better figure out these problems because that's no excuse to lose to a team that I think that has poor quarterback play. Mariota had a good game on paper, but he missed some open throws. Many throws he missed that could have changed. They could have put more points on the board. And not to mention, most of the points came due to flags. The flags were just absolute jokes in terms of Browns were stupid. Yes, there were some calls that the refs shouldn't have made, but still 18 penalties. Even if you take out half of them, that's still nine. And that's still too many. Undisciplined football gets you nowhere. Look at the Patriots. Look what they do. Literally, if you just follow their book, they don't give up penalties. They play good football, and you wonder why they're good every year. They play good football, and you wonder why they win. Good football. Just, yeah, talent is just a surplus for them. Discipline, fundamentals, and you got a good football team. That's why they beat these talented teams, because they don't have the talent compared to what these other teams have. They have good fundamentals. They play the, they play football the right way. They played it the correct way. They play it the way that it's meant to be played, and they do it every week, week in and week out, and these teams have no answers. They, they prepare, they play, and they beat teams like it's just it's their business. These te- you know, talent doesn't get you much if you play poor, if you're not disciplined, if you're not ready, if you don't have schemes ready to go for this each and every team. When you don't feed your top running back, Nick Chubb, the ball 25 times, this is what happens, and this is what happens when you have to resort into throwing the ball 50 yards downfield every play and getting Baker mauled. Baker's got, Baker got sacked because the Baker... Baker got sacked because there were too many times where the play was just designed and it took too long. Your blockers, your offensive line should not be blocking for more than three to five seconds. More than five seconds, then yeah, he should be sacked. More than three seconds, then he's going to have to throw the, you know, he's going to have to throw it fast. The offense last year succeeded on short throws, short to intermediate, and running the ball. When it won games, running the ball, short to intermediate throws, Drive down the field. Quit this big play nonsense. Work and drive down the field. Give your defense some rest. That's what happens when you when the Titans put up 43 points. Your defense was just tired. They had no energy to go back out there when you're making these stupid penalties. You, had, you know, your players kicking Kenny Vaccaro in the head, Greg Robinson. Like, what are they going to do? You can't do anything when you're giving up almost 200 yards in penalties and your defense is tired. There's no such thing as a rest. There's no such thing as that's the recipe for success, and you better figure it out because the Jets. That's a tough customer when you have your former defensive coordinator and interim head coach coaching this team that has a lot of talent that was there last year. Uh, the last game I want to talk about is the Giants and Cowboys. The Cowboys just they absolutely broke the brakes off the Giants. Eli Manning looked horrible. 
there were just so many plays. He just set, sits in the pocket and just chucks it down to Saquon, and he hopes Saquon to make a play. You know, there were times where it was a quick dump route, and he throws it behind Saquon, and he doesn't even lead him into it. I, I, I don't understand this offense. It looks unorganized. Shermer doesn't look like he, you know, he's I, he just looks like a yes man for them. The team's gonna be have a bad year. Dak Prescott looked, he looked really good. This was a good way for him to get that big payday that he wanted. And I think going forward, he he has a great case of getting paid because, um, yeah, he had a fantastic game. I mean, there's nothing more you can say. He had four touchdowns, and he looked, he just looked really comfortable in the pocket, especially when Zeke was pretty much on his first day back from holding out. I think the Cowboys have a really good team this year. If Dak Prescott really keeps up the pace, and they have a chance of going to the Super Bowl for the next few years. So now we're going to dive into week two. I know there were some teams I didn't cover, but I'm probably going to do a, I'll probably do blogs on that and cover each of those other teams that I didn't talk about. So stay tuned for that on sportsav.home.blog. And let's get into week two preview. So going into week two, there are a few games that stand out to me, to be honest. I There's actually not that many games that I wanted to talk about. The first game I do want to talk about, though, is going to be the Colts and Titans in Tennessee. I think this is a good game to test how good the Colts can be. They took a tough loss to the Chargers, and they competed with them the entire way. Brissett had a pretty solid game, didn't throw for many yards. Tyler, uh, Marlon Mack had a great game. Had 175 yards, total rushing. T.Y. Hilton had a good game. I think the Titans, is, this is going to be a good game to see how they match up to a team that, well, the Colts, they're kind of in they're scrambling to find their answer quarterback, which they think is Brissett. But again, Brissett hasn't really broken the... I think the mold that they want yet, but it's only week two. I think this is a good game for the Colts to be tested on and see how good they are and what they can go. How how could they can do and with the division within a division rival? Uh, my next game is going to be the Seahawks versus the Steelers. I think with the Steelers getting absolutely swamped by the Patriots, thirty-three to three. The beating, beating of the Seahawks has to be on their list this week. It has to be a must-win. I want to say must-win, but they need to get back on track, especially when they're facing two tough opponents with the Patriots and now the Seahawks. The Seahawks, this has to be another game where you know they go two and they go two and zero against the AFC North. Beating the Steelers, I think, to be much tougher than going against the Bengals. And the Seahawks almost lost to the Bengals, so that's gonna be a tough. This is gonna be a tough game for them, especially when they're going to Pittsburgh. I do think Seattle has enough, though, to beat them. Metcalf had a pretty solid game. Russell Wilson did good, as always. The defense held it its, its own. Granted, they did give up 400-some passing yards to Andy Dalton. So, you, who knows? It could be a, it could go either way. If Big Ben's making some turnovers, he's having, he had a bad game. I, I don't know. I really don't know how the Steelers are this year. It, it's, kind of huff, it's kind of tough to judge them because you don't know – what their ability, um, their identity is, because they don't, they lost their two most talented players, and now they have to have uh, Schuster step up, they have to have Connor step up. The defense has got to improve, and you don't, you just don't know if that's going to happen. You really don't. The next game I want to talk about, another AFC South game, the Jaguars going against the Texans. Texans blew blew the game yesterday against the Saints, you know, losing thirty to twenty eight, and when they were up fourteen to three at halftime. Defense, you know, laid an egg, and the Texans secondary is not good, as you can tell. Giving up 27 unanswered points, Drew Brees looks like the goat that he's trying to be. And Michael Thomas had a great game, 10 yard, 10 receptions for over 100 yards and a touchdown. 
I'll be interested to see how Gardner Minshew does in an away game and going against a team that doesn't have as good a defense, but the offense, it's going to be a shootout again, I think, for the Jaguars, and they're going to have to put up 28 points at least to stay in the game. Texans' offense is really good, so having the ability to score has to be what the Jaguars need to do because if the defense doesn't show up, you can't trust that the defense is going to show up. They're too inconsistent. The team is too up and down, but the team is too talented to just knock off the face of the map. So I, I don't know. I really can't gauge the Jaguars or Texans because, well, I can't gauge the Texans because they got a great offense. Well, DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson are two of the best at their positions, respectively. But then I look at the Jaguars. They're again, they're just a quarterback away from being really good. And they're but the defense is too up and down. You gave up 40 points to Patrick Mahomes, and you, and that's not even it. Patrick Mahomes could have probably had another touchdown or two if he wasn't throwing no look passes to Travis Kelsey in the end zone. I can't gauge the Jaguars' defense, especially. but it bothers me because this team has so much talent, and I think this was going to be a bounce-back year for them. But after last week, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to think that because they just did not show up. Especially when you're allowing Sammy Watkins to do with a broken foot every week, go for almost 200 yards with three touchdowns. A division rival game, the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. So division rivals going at it. I think the Packers, this has to be a... This has to be a wake-up game because you kind of struggled against the Bears last week on offense. You, 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 you got the win, but this week you need to step up, especially because the Vikings came out shooting out the door, shooting out the gates against the Falcons. I'll be interested to see how the Packers can deal with the Vikings, especially against Dalvin Cook, who had a great game. But this, the Packers' defense is nothing to slouch about. It's a, It's going to be a good defense. I just think it's more about the offense generating points under Matt LaFleur. New system. The NFC Championship rematch, the New Orleans Saints playing the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. I think it's going to get a, it's going to get very intense. It's going to get really personal really fast because the Saints are going to have to go into L.A. and shut out the crowd, take out the team. I like the Saints. They, you know, they they got 27 points in the second half against the Texans. Not saying that the defense is good, you know, that Texans defense is good, or compared to the Rams, but it'll be interesting to see how the Saints can go against, you know, a Super Bowl contending Rams this year. And that's really about it for main games. You know, you got the Monday night game with the Browns and Jets. Both teams took bad losses, so seeing who bounces back. I think will be interesting to see. But besides that, that's really about it in terms of key games for key opponents. And that wraps up the 32nd episode of Sports Avenue. I've been your host, Jimmy Simonis. Going forward, this will probably be a weekly, uh, weekly episode, doing, you know, reviewing the prior week of NFL and the upcoming week. So we'll be previewing, we'll be previewing week three next week and reviewing week two. I'm excited for this football season. You know, none of these teams are completely done for the year besides maybe the Dolphins. <laughs> but... Again, I love talking football. If you would like to reach out and contact me and maybe get on the show, not maybe, you can get on the show. If you want to be a guest, email me at sportsaf440 at gmail.com or follow me on sports underscore avenue 440 or, you know, you can tweet at us on underscore sports avenue. Yeah, reach out. I mean, we'll connect and we can build something. So thank you for listening. Have a great week. And remember, the road for all sports starts here.